the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I want us to talk about the number one mistake that officers and police wives make. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, the only reason that I stay subscribed to some of these police wives group is simply to be able to study the type of behavior that I see in them. And I wish all of us could put on that researchers cap anytime that we decided to partake in anything that has anything to do with social media, it becomes such a valuable tool and less of a time waster when you start to view things in the eyes in that way. And so anytime that something, I don't typically, I don't typically go on Facebook and like start scrolling and see what's going on on there. It'll usually be whatever is the most controversial thing that you are linked to on Facebook, for example, you will probably see that pop up first. So it could be a post that has a great deal of engagement. It could be somebody passes away. Somebody is breaking news. Somebody has gotten cancer. Somebody has decided to join the NFL. Like whatever the thing is, that's like a hot topic right now. That's what Facebook is always going to have the algorithm feed you first. And so it's kind of cool when you're a part of groups because Anytime that you see that there's a lot of interaction with something, that should be your mental cue to start to, to pay attention to what you might need to, to study, to research, to see what is going on in the psyche. And that's regardless of whatever type of profession that you're in. And so I'm going to read this post here. This female said, I just got a text from my husband saying that he loves me and that there's a guy threatening to shoot at the officers. And he said that he has his rifle out. I immediately started bawling. And right now I'm just really scared. I know it's a part of their job, but it's never felt so real before. He's only been on the force for a year-ish, and we just got married five months ago. Then she posted an update later on, and she said, everyone's okay. They were able to get the guy and then get him, whatever that means. Thank you to everyone for your love, prayers, and support. Now, there's so much, I know how short this is, but there's so much that we could pick apart, and this isn't to nitpick at this female This is just to showcase what I believe is detrimental and not something that's taught in the relationship for anybody who is in a marriage in particular with somebody who has a a dangerous job. And the, the first thing that comes to me is that there doesn't seem to have ever been a conversation, and this has been a short marriage so far, there doesn't seem to have ever been a framework that's been developed between these two when it comes to what will happen if shit hits the fan. And Clint, you and I have a very strong understanding of this, and this has never been an imposition, nor have I ever been in a situation, and it's a sad thing, where this female obviously had nobody else, or at least maybe felt like she had nobody else who could relate to how she was feeling. So instead of doing what I think would have been the right thing to do or other right things to do, the only thing that she knew to do was to go on social media and actually post an anonymous post. So she didn't even post that it was actually coming from her, which is another dig deeper, right? And so here as I'm looking at this, I I am looking at the, the missing things from this, right? Everything that she's feeling is valid because we only know what we know. However, Clint, you work in an incredibly dangerous city. And we've had so many instances where 
this type of situation has come up. It's, it's almost regular. Mm-hmm. However, I understand that not a lot of agencies are like this. So having something that's more high profile could be very rare. And this might be the only time in her entire marriage and his career that either one of them have ever experienced something like this before. And I hope that to be the case. However, it might not be. And so when it comes to situations like this, we've had conversations around, number one, like what is the... Um, the, the worst case scenario. And I know that there are several partners of yours who have my contact information. And I know that it's probably going to be one of them who will be contacting me before I see a, a marked or unmarked unit pull up in my driveway, right? So that's a, a candid, open conversation that we've had about something like that. And so that's fearful. That's a, a deep-rooted fear that is very valid that I think a lot of spouses of officers have. And in addition to that, there have been only minor times where there have been high profile incidents that I haven't heard from you at the onset. And it's typically not, it's in, a, in an instance like that, it's not like you, you hear the call out and then you will be unaccessible immediately. And there's a teeny tiny window. Maybe you're gearing up, maybe you're getting situated, whatever it is, there's a teeny tiny window before you accidentally hide your phone underneath your rifle plate Mm. and can't access it for the rest of the day where you will be able to say something's happening. I'll message you when I can. Right. And it's usually a quick voice memo or even a phone call. And if I'm not by my phone, which has happened before, you'll give me a quick voicemail, right? You don't leave me high and dry. However, in an instance where I maybe hadn't heard from you and maybe my phone starts blowing up from other people who are paying attention to the news and things like that, my first thought is never the worst case scenario, right? And the reason for that is because we have processes in place to where I wouldn't be in the dark about something. And without ever having had that conversation, I can understand how these mixed feelings and emotions of uncertainty could literally make you sick. Mm-hmm. It's something that, I mean, we've, we've gone in depth talking about this stuff and and it's something that I think every married couple or someone in a relationship in within law enforcement, they should have these conversations. They're not easy to have, and it's not something that you necessarily want to think about, but it's, it's getting one another through because at the same time, say, I'm out in the field, I'm working the situation and it's a, a high profile thing that I know like has a high possibility of going sideways. I know I want to let you know that I'm okay or whatever. Like that's always at the top of my mind, but I don't want to have to worry about it so I can fix, so I can address the problem at hand too. So it's not uh, impeding my, me in doing my job. Yeah, I'm going to pause you for a second because I I know you and I know that you would have that pinging of like, Mm -hmm. you know, does she know or is she worried or like whatever the thing is. And after having had these conversations, we both already understand, it's it's understood between us that even if I didn't hear from you and even if I did, I am never going to message you. Yeah. When I get that kind of notification, whether it comes from you or it comes from somebody else, I will never message you. You And Clint's never seen a message from me on his phone after something like this. Yeah. And going into like, I've been through tons of incidents where Ashley's phone's blown up knowing that there's something going on. And, and 
she finds out from somebody else or, or has the news on or whatever it may be because I haven't had that opportunity. And she could sit there worrying, but she actually takes it into her own hands to calm down all the other people who aren't familiar with it or accustomed to it to where they're super worried about the entire situation where she's calm and and says, you know, I haven't heard from him, but. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, silence speaks volume a great deal in instances like this because Clint and I both know that if I don't hear from him, if he never texts me once to tell me something was going on, or if I never text him once to tell him like, Oh, I'm worried that silence tell it's almost an, that silence is a silent understanding that you and I are both on the same page, right? Don't message me. Don't talk to me right now. I'm getting shit done. Don't message me. Don't talk to me right now. I know that I'm fine. Yeah. And, and it's kind of in law enforcement, we had the same thing. When we go into a building, you know, you, you have your partners with you say it's an active shooter scenario or it's a, you're just a simple burglar alarm. Like, we're not going in there yelling at each other and saying, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Like we just go in there. We look at each other. We have that understanding. We trust in them and they trust in us. And, yeah. and that's, I think that's huge with um, bringing that into your relationship as well. You bring in that mutual trust to where, you know, like, Hey, this is where we're at. Yeah. And I like that you brought in that metaphor because it, it truly is that way. Um, you and I both know that my hand is, feathering your shoulder as we're both carrying on whatever it is that's that's taking place in that particular incident. And so I think that another big issue that stems from this is the lack of confidence. And it's hard it's hard for anybody to swallow that pill. It's hard for me to tell somebody, you know, you need to work on your confidence because it looks like there might be some bigger issues at play with you, female, you know, female wife. And I'm saying that because I haven't always been this way. I am a a woman who is almost 36 years old, who in the beginning of our marriage used to be so scared to sleep at home in our home that we lived next door to my parents. And I would go and I would essentially take a nap over at my folks' house until 2 a.m. when Clint would come home and pick me up. And of course, it's nothing like that now. However, because of my lack of confidence, I would have been one of those females who having seen a headline on the news or getting a simple text like that from you, Clint, I could have very easily gone into an emotional spiral and that would affect everything within my well-being. And another issue with that is by the time that things have settled down and you finally make it home, it makes it less of a likelihood that you will show up to be a good wife. And I'm saying that because imagine if you were that female who hasn't heard from any, anybody, you're turning to Facebook for support and you're literally dying on the inside, not knowing what's going on, maybe trying to listen in on those police scanners. Maybe you're trying to, you know, pull up different headlines on different local websites that you might be able to find going to local community, Facebook groups and things like that. It is not very likely that you will be able to be supportive and give your spouse the things that they need when they come home from a critical incident. And, you know, and, and with you bringing that up, it makes me really think of, especially for the first responder who, especially in the wife's era, like one, as the first responder side, we need to remember like their concern, there is that concern and you can't come home and just shut down. You had to walk them through it and explain that and have that communication with them. But also as the spouse, you need to have an understanding of 
They just went through this traumatic incident. How can you support them? Don't come in hot saying, you didn't tell me anything about this. And, and, and going that other, that whole complete 180 on them, being upset over your own personal feelings when really you didn't just experience it. Yeah. And, and you know, you said, you said that coming home and like needing that debrief, essentially. That's not always going to be the case either. And I'm going to argue that for a second, because in the real life situations that we've had, it actually hasn't been that way. Um, it's typically, you know, I know that you're coming home or I hear you come home and, of course, like greeting you and then asking if there's anything that you need. I don't think there's ever been a time where, where I ask, like, what happened and how was it? And, are you, you know, mm-hmm. I have never asked the specifics. That debrief usually doesn't happen right away for us. It's usually, I would say, the next day. After, you know, you've gotten to rest and mm-hmm. when you're ready to talk or if you need to talk. And, you know, the pre-frame for this really comes when these situations aren't happening at all. And we've talked before about there being limitations on what you should share with your spouse, especially if we're talking about your spouse being a female, in terms of not every female is able to take in all that you might need to share Um, And that's also an important topic to remember. And having that conversation ahead of time takes out all of the worry, the curiosity, the the predicament of how to approach the situation after it's already happened when it's something that's critical, which is incredibly important. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.